The first reading is from Isaiah 12, verses 12, 2 to 6. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day you will say, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done, and proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud, sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. The second reading is from Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's very interesting because today the Lord is asking us to reflect on the theme of rejoicing. And I think there's some reason why whatever has happened this morning is really a kind of, you know, pushing us to say, where does your joy come from? It's very, very interesting. (laughs) You know, there are things that make us smile. One of them is when a new baby is born. Who doesn't smile when there's a new life born? Sometimes when you are walking down the street, maybe you hear one of your favorite music playing, and that puts a smile on your face. Or you had a very long and tiring day, and you just come home and crash on your bed. And it's like, ah, home at last gives you something to just relax and allow the presence of the Lord to envelop you. You know, when the scripture says rejoice, it's not because there are not things, you know, there are, you know, there's nothing out there to take away our joy. It's not because life is all so sorted out. It's not because everything is working out so brilliantly well. In fact, Jesus, before he left, he said, in this world you will have what? Who remembers what he said? You have what? Tribulation. But he said, be of good word, cheer. Now he said, in the midst of the tribulation, You be of good cheer. Because in the end, in a sense, the Lord is saying, I have given you joy, but it is within your hands to determine whether you want to have it or not. When it says rejoice, the the, the prefix re 
is really telling us of something that in French they say encore, something to happen again. You know, it's more or less like do it again. So renew, it's about something that is new, being updated and becoming new again. And so renewal of, let's say, your driving license or your international passport. If you're traveling, and one of our friends is, is quite strange. He, they were going on holiday as a family into Europe. And they traveled, went through all the immigration stuff, and off they went. But when they were coming back, that was when the immigration officer looked at his passport and said, do you realize that your passport has expired? But what happened when they were going? Nobody spotted it. But coming back in, now the Lord saved them a lot of trouble because if that holiday was canceled and they couldn't go out, you can imagine. But the Lord covered the whole situation as it were. For some reason, they didn't say it. The immigration going out didn't say it. But on their way coming back, that's when they noted it. And they say, I hope you go and renew your passport. So he needed to renew it. So when we say rejoice, God is saying you have joy that from time to time will be challenged. Then you have to do what? Rejoice. Restart. Renew. Everything is like a cycle, an endless cycle. When God is saying rejoice, he's saying that thing that's in you, let it bubble out. You know, sometimes when you're laughing, and someone says, what's going on? You know, because laughter is contagious. Joy is contagious. And you can't just hold it to yourself. So that's, that's the first, you know, or oh, second one, because I've said the first one is choice. We have four C's today. The first one is choice. Rejoicing or having joy in your life is a choice you have to make. And when you make that choice and the joy of the Lord is in your life, believe me, you can't hold it. Because why? As the joy of the Lord is welling up, bubbling out of you, someone next to you will catch it. Same way, sorrow can also become infectious. So also, you know, anything that can take away our joy, if we let it, can rob us of that joy. And so the first is that we need to determine within ourselves to say, as the scripture says in Nehemiah, it says the joy of the Lord is your what? Your strength. So if we lose our joy, we are losing the strength that we have. And you see, the joy that we have as believers, and even when people don't realize it, the joy that the world has is all from God. Because God provides people with things even when they don't know it. Oh, there's a raise in the office and they're excited that they have been promoted. God gave them the promotion. They may not realize it. They may not, you know, want to acknowledge it. 
But then suddenly there's joy and rejoicing. Oh yes, we, 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 we observe the new year come round and people are celebrating. Praise God, we have come into another year. Because why? It is from the Lord. Joy, if it is a choice, if it is contagious, then it means it's communal. It's not just something. See, the Bible says rejoice with those who do what? Rejoice. And weep with those who weep. So when we rejoice, it should be something that others will be able to partake in. It's very sad sometimes when, when God blesses someone or something is happening in someone's life. And, you know, some people are like, oh yeah, it's them again. No. Rejoice with them. Thank God with them. Celebrate with them because as you celebrate with others, your own celebration is coming. Amen. And that's what it is. That we rejoice with those who rejoice. And when you give, you will also receive. It's important for us to realize, you know, as we look forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, you see, this is not just about emotion. Sometimes we think worship is all about emotion. I think we should begin to look beyond that. To know that it's not about any of us. It's about God. Are we in a place where we can strip ourselves of our ego and look to him who is the author and the finisher of our faith can we look beyond ourselves and say this is about God this is about him joy doesn't come easily because there are things that will want to knock us out of it just like your boat is sailing in the seas there is the wave and everything that wants to blow it out of course you need all the balance. You need all the, you know, navigation skill to be able to keep that boat in its course. But the good thing is we have God who is the pilot of our boat if we let him. And he will always take us to our destination. He will always take us to where he wants us to go if we let him. So, we have seen that it's a choice. We have seen that it's contagious. We have seen that it is what? Communal. And the final C is that joy is something that compels us to do something. And I would like to read on this uh, note, Romans. Romans chapter 12. If you have your Bible to turn to Romans chapter 12. And we'll read verses 15 and 16. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice. That scripture I had mentioned previously. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. 
do not be conceited. So joy is something that is always positive. It compels us to think about, you know, the right things, the positive things. And that is all about what God wants us to do, what God wants us to yield ourselves to do. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. You see, when already you have not only joy, but we have to, to rejoice, which is actually a command when we talk about being compelled. It's a command that we need to rejoice in the Lord. And then again, it says, and again, I say. So it's not only that it's something that is supposed to be momentary, but something that, you know, in the olden days, before we had cars where you just switch on the ignition and it starts, I don't know how many of you would have uh, joined uh, buses or, or in those days it used to be actually <laughs> in a lorry. <laughs> you just climb at the back of it. But the, the, the um, coach boy or whoever it was will use this kind of winding, you know, handle and just go to the front of the, I don't know how they used to really do all of that and not be crushed by the vehicle. But they would go there and do it, wind it up and wind it up and the driver would then kick the vehicle. That was how you started your vehicle in those days. But right now, everything is so much technology that in fact, you don't need to put in your key to start the car anymore in some cars. You just go on and, and you press the button. And the car starts. And so rejoice, you know, just that thought of having to always have it ramped up. And even when something happens to you, you say, God, I will not let this take away my joy. And this morning, I believe that's what God is saying. Don't let anything take away your joy. Amen. So rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say, rejoice. And when we look at um, um, Isaiah, we see that it was prophetic. Okay? Isaiah chapter 12. And it's saying to us, verses 2 to um, 6. Surely God is my salvation. In fact, if we start from verse 1. In that day you will say, you will say, I will praise you, O Lord. Although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away and you have comforted me. Surely, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Amen. There's a well of salvation that God wants us to do what? Keep drawing from. He said, with joy, you will draw from this well of salvation. In that day, you will say, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. And proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion. For great 
is the Holy One of Israel among you. Amen. And so, in closing, it's saying we should confess it. Maybe that's the fifth one now. <laughs> confess it. Say it out. Let it be known. Let it be seen. Proclaim it. He says, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. And so this morning, people of God, as we look forward to Christmas, as we look forward to all of these celebrations, the Lord wants us to do it with joy. I know some people, it might be a time to remember someone they have lost so dearly and someone who means so much to them who will not be there this Christmas. And I pray for everyone of such. But the Lord is saying to us, rejoice nevertheless. Hold on to your joy. Don't let it be taken away from you. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, Lord, this morning. We praise you, loving King. Ancient of days, you're the one we serve. You're the one we worship. You are the King of glory. And so, Lord, we pray that nothing, nothing at all, you said nothing will separate us from your love. And so, Lord, we pray this morning nothing will take away the joy that comes from knowing you, from serving you. Lord, nothing will take away the joy of knowing that our lives are written in the book of life. Nothing will take away the joy and expectation of knowing that Jesus, you're coming again. The reward according to our words. Nothing can take away the joy of knowing that one day you will cause your purpose to prevail. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us this morning. Be exalted, ancient of days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.